0: believe in betting a sports garden production, I gotta tell you, I am pumped up for today's show. Oh yeah, let's get it done. Okay guys, it's the Major League Baseball Preview Show. This is, uh, really is kind of my favorite show of the year. Every single year I give you guys winners. Every single year we have fun with this and I, I, I... A couple of years ago, I gave you Vladimir Guerrero, uh, home run champion at really good odds. Last year, I told you that Philadelphia was going to go to the World Series. Didn't predict them to win it, but I said go to the World Series. That was a good one. Every single year, it seems, nuggets of information come out here, and you can make money on it. So let's go through the preview. We're going to start right at the top, American League East. We'll get right into it. I'm not going to waste overly too much time on every single team, uh, but I'll give you the teams. I'll give you a little perspective. I'll give you a couple of nuggets from each team that I find interesting and in how I would go about betting you know some certain things from each team. Start at the bottom. Look, I think the Red Sox are going to be a bad team again. I know that they have a couple of good things going on. Yoshida and bringing back Devers was great. Uh, Devers, the home run props, I think are a little inflated. While I think he has a great year, why are they going to pitch to him sort of thing? Adam Duvall is there. He's a big bat, but he's a bad batting average. So I just don't think that they're going to have the pitching. I, I really don't think that eventually, and I'm not even talking about their starting pitching. I'm talking about the relievers. Uh, opening day already upon us, basically. And they put out a 9-9.5 nine, nine line for them against the Orioles. You can see where it's going for Boston. You're going to get a lot of overs this year and a lot of high lines for Boston. Baltimore's the other team. I think they're going to leapfrog in front of them. I want to say, every year I want to say, that the Baltimore Orioles are going to be a playoff team. Every year I come really close. Every year I think they're improving. There's another year where I think that they threaten 500. I like Gunnar Henderson. He is the odds-on-favorite win rookie of the year. Hard to go against him. I do like Gunnar Henderson. I, I think that uh, Anthony Santander is one of the more underrated home run hitters in the league. You can make a little bit of money on that. I like their, their offense overall. But their pitching is terrible, and they got a kid named Grayson Rodriguez ready to be in the major leagues, best uh, pitching prospect, basically, in minor leagues, and they're starting guys like Kyle Bradish instead. Go look at their starting rotation. It's absolutely terrible. Back end is okay. Their relievers are okay. And they have some help on the way, and the young guys, even the young guys like Westberg and Kobe Mayo, can come up and help. So I like Rushman. I like, uh, you know, what they have overall. There's some power there. There's some speed there with Mullins, and uh, you you can get maybe Mullins to get me. I don't know, maybe 40, 50 bases stolen this year. He's a smart base stealer now with the bigger bases. So I like Baltimore, but I just can't get past their pitching staff. That leads me to Tampa Bay. Yeah, I have Tampa Bay as one of my wildcard teams just because I can't go against them. Shane McClanahan is an ace, absolutely. But I also like the signing of Zach Eflin. I think that that was a really good signing. If you tell Randy or Rosarina that it's a playoff game or the World Baseball Classic, this guy could win the MVP. <laughs> I think that Lowe, both Lowe's, by the way, Josh Lowe, who had a, he's a post-type sleeper, but both Lowe's, Josh and Brandon Lowe, I expect to have better years than they did last year. Um, I do expect Wander Franco to start to kind of come into his own. But there are positions on the field that I'm just looking at. Look, they might bring up a guy like Kyle Manzardo, but I don't love their first base position. I don't love their third base situation. I, I don't I, I don't discount their bullpen is absolutely tremendous, but I do question can they stay healthy, which they've had a problem. So I have this team making the playoffs, but I can't have them competing for a division because they have some holes in their lineup, and obviously... Um, uh, You know, the health is a major question with this team and the health and their pitching staff has been a question. Fairbanks would be fantastic, but the guy can't stay healthy. I do like Jason Adam, though. Uh, then you go into the Toronto Blue Jays. Well, this is everyone's favorite team. Well, I have them finishing in second place. I have them finishing in second place, not for any specific reason, other than I don't know how they're going to gel. Vladimir Guerrero's already missed him in the spring. He is their guy. I think Bo Bichette, actually at 60-1 to one odds, has some interesting intrigue as an MVP candidate. What I saw late in the year last year shows me that Bo Bichette can be a real serious guy to go maybe 30-30 this year, and you could potentially add you know a 280 average to that with good defense. I like what they added all around. Whit Merrifield with a full year with the team. Uh, you have to like a George Springer. They are stacked offensively, and pitching-wise, it's hard to argue, but it falls off the cliff really quickly. Gaussman, sure, Manoa, absolutely, but it falls off the cliff, right? Um, I, I am not a big fan of Jose Berrios. I don't like Kakichi. I don't like what they have as the 4-5, and, and they have a couple of young guys that they can bring up, but when is this team going to bring them up? I do like what they did there with the bullpen. I'm a big Jordan Romano fan. I think that this is a team that could win 92, 93, 94 games, yet not win the division, because I do have my New York Yankees winning the division. I say my New York Yankees cuz I don't want anybody to think that I'm being disingenuous. Look, I'm a Yankee fan. I like them to win their division. I like that they got Carlos Rodon. I think that uh, Garrett Cole puts together great years every year despite getting, you know, knocked down. But I what I like about the Yankees is that they showed us with bringing Ante Volpe up, they're ready to put the best team on the field. If they have to bench guys like Donaldson and Hicks throughout the season and kind of for effort, they will. And I also believe that because Brian Cashman's getting so much heat and because Brian Cashman has been in the news and because Brian Cashman has an allotment of riches in the minor league level, I think they make a big move. I think that you're looking at this in June and July and the Yankees make a huge move to finally turn the attention to them. It's been all about the Mets. It's been all about the Dodgers. It's been all about, you know, the Houston Astros. I think the Yankees want the back pages again, and they can get it. By the way, Aaron Judge, plus 550 out the most home runs in the league, 12% of the bets are on him, 18% of the money, both leading the way. Uh, I, I'll i be honest with you. Look, I, I don't love it. I I just don't love it. I I think he will do it, but Aaron Judge has had a problem staying healthy, right? So, The guy could hit 50 home runs kind of in his sleep, but can he stay out there all year long? Not at these odds, not at plus 550. I don't love that. Let's go to the Central, and I'm not going to waste all that much time on the Central. Look, the Royals are a bad team. I do like Vinny Pascantino. I do like Bobby Witt on a betting stage. You could look at them, and people are going to think that this game is going to be all over, 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 but I do like their bullpen, which can keep a lot of these games unders. And their ballpark is an underplaying ballpark. So things to keep in mind out there. I do expect them as well to make a trade and probably get rid of Aroldis Chapman uh, right around the trade deadline, if not before. And maybe they might uh, be going to a guy like Dylan Coleman late in the year as their guy, you know, their their number one guy. That's something to pay attention to. The Detroit Tigers, two years ago, I told you that they were on the upswing. They just look like they absolutely hit a wall. Now, look, I think Riley Green is a fantastic player. I think he's going to be kind of the face of the franchise, but I don't like their pitching staff at all. I do not like their bullpen. Alex Lang is a nice piece but setting him up as Cesaro, and I don't even know if Lang, a lefty, can be their, their shutdown closer, which they've had. I mean, Gregory sort of had problems, but he was absolutely their shutdown closer. So I don't buy in on Detroit at all. That leaves us with the three teams, and I'll tell you what, I am down on Cleveland again. And Cleveland fans, be happy I'm down on them, because every single year, I doubt the Cleveland Indians. Every single year, I tell you, I don't see Cleveland doing anything, and every single year, they seem to pre- prove me wrong. They do have a potential Cy Young in Shane Bieber, and maybe McKenzie, but certainly in Shane Bieber. They have the best closer in the league in Class A. They have a great setup guy, well, great setup guys, in Karinczak and Steven. I like everything that Cleveland does in that respect. Hey, they have an MVP candidate in Jose Ramirez, right? Now let's start talking. Even Andres Jimenez is okay, but now let's start start talking. Is there anybody in that lineup outside of Jose Ramirez? And Jimenez is a good player inside the lines, a long-term deal. Anybody in that lineup that scares you? Anybody that scares you with some power? Anybody in that lineup that you think is going to hit 30 home runs? I know that's not the end-all, be-all, but in today's game, you need that scare. You need that big threat. You need that big bat in the middle, and they just don't have it. And that makes me worry for them. Then you look at this and you go, I like their one-two, but Shane Bieber's lost two miles per hour on his fastball last year and two miles per hour on his fastball this year in spring. Tristan McKenzie is still very young. He's got the body of a guy that looks like he's going to get injured. Cal Quantrill pitched above his head last year. He's going to give you innings, but what kind of innings? And then the 4-5? I don't know. I'm scratching my head. Are they going to bring up a guy like BB or uh, Grant, uh, Grant Williams? Maybe. And maybe that's your solution to the 4-5. But right now, they have the construct of a team that's going to be competitive, but just not get over the hump. Speaking of competitive but not getting over the hump, let's go to the Chicago White Sox. Seemingly, every year, everybody's high on the White Sox. Seemingly, everybody looks at this White Sox team and says they have more talent than anybody else. Well, Luis Robert is sort of the, I guess, poster child of this team. All sorts of talent, MVP type of skills. People will bet him to win the MVP this year. All things going in Luis Robert's Robert's, uh, direction. Everyone loves him. Yet, he's never really amounted to much. Yohan Malcata, I could parrot that and tell you the same exact thing. This is a team that I love their bullpen. And then Hendricks went down. Bummer was out with an arm injury. Now you're counting on Graveman to be that guy when Graveman should be the setup guy. You look at their offense, and you like their offense. But you look at their offense, and you can go, you just took away Jose Obreu. Not only the clubhouse leader of that team, but also the RBI leader seemingly for the last decade on that team. You take And get rid of him. Now, if he would have landed on some random team, maybe I wouldn't have been upset about it. But he went to the Astros. The Astros are a smarter organization. They don't often make mistakes. They looked at him and said he's got something left. I think the White Sox are just going to come up a little bit short. I do think Giolito is better than we watched last year. I do think Lance Lynn is better than we watched last year. I don't think Dylan Cease is as good as we watched last year. So there's a little bit of a regression, even though I think that those two guys are going to be a little bit better. If they had Hendricks for a full year, I might take them to win the division because I think it's going to be close, but I am taking the Minnesota Twins. I like what they did in the offseason. Jorge Lopez was a nice addition. They grabbed nice additions. I think Joey Gallo can be a nice addition. Now, I know that they are banged up, and they are missing guys like Rosario to start the year, and they're missing guys like Carrolloff to start the year, and they, Max Kepler's a little bit banged up. I know that they are banged up to start the year. And I just look at this and I go, I think they could get past it. They have the best bullpen in baseball. Uh, I'm back in bullpen in this division. And maybe in baseball, when you are on, when you have Lopez and Duran back-to-back and Thebar is the, your lefty setup guy. I know I just spoke lovingly about Cleveland. Maybe they are 1-2. I mean, that's how close it could be. So if the bullpens are sort of the same, right, and they have clearly the edge on the bullpen, I think the hitting is somewhat the same. You kind of go to starting pitching, and I like what they do. Look, I I, I think that Ryan is maybe a really good two or three, but that's okay. I think Lopez is really a good two or three, but that's okay. I think that you go out there and you got Tyler Molly, a really good two or three, but that's okay. And Sonny Gray's a two or three, but that's okay. You don't need an ace if you have a lot of twos and threes, and that's what they have. So I like their depth. I I think that Minnesota wins this division, but if you told me it was Cleveland, and if you told me it was the White Sox, I'm not going to give you much pushback there. Let's go on to the AL West, bottom of the barrel of the Oakland A's, the perennial losers. Yeah, they are the perennial losers. The A's are a disaster. A's will probably lose 100 games this year. I, I, I thought J.P. Sears was a nice little player to jump on top of maybe a Waldachuk. By the way, Waldachuk has almost 11 ERA here. They have a lot of young guys. Christian Pache didn't even make this team. Uh, You know, uh, guys like Dermis Garcia that was up last year didn't even make the team out of camp. I don't really know what they're doing. I don't like their direction. Uh, Their bullpen is okay, but to me, this is a 100-loss team all day long. You then move up the ranks and you go, okay, well, who's going to be the next team? Because Texas, Houston, the Angels, and Seattle all think that they're going to be in this. And I like everything Texas did. As a matter of fact, I think Corey Seager could have a phenomenal, phenomenal year. My problem with Texas is injuries. I don't want to put Texas as the fourth-place team here because I think they have what it takes to maybe contend for this division. But I look around the team and I go, okay, you have a lot of holes. Outside of your few three or four superstar bats, and they do have superstar bats, it gets real weak, real fast, real thin. I don't like their bullpen at all. I don't like not having a closer out there. I don't really ha- like having not no real setup guy. And their starting pitching is all about health. If you told me Jacob DeGrom is making 30 starts, I'm I'm buying in. But I don't think he is, and I don't think that their pitching can get by. They barely beat out the Angels, in my opinion. Look, I've given you the Angels for three or four years running now to make the playoffs every single year. This year, I had to make my decision. Who's the final wild card team? Is it the Angels or the Rays? And the Rays' track record just pushed me over the edge. I'm finally off of the Angels. I know it's tough with Otani and Trout being on the same team, to not have this team in the playoffs. I actually don't hate their their starting rotation. I think Reid Detmers takes a huge step up. I like their bullpen or the, the construct of it. I don't think it's a dominant bullpen, but it's solid. I like grabbing Gio Yoshella. I like uh, everything that I've started to see with this team. I think Rendon has a little bit of a bounce back. I like getting Hunter Renfro on the team. Here's my issue. If it is crunch time, and it's crunch time in late August, early September, you are going to have to manage the innings of Shohei Ohtani because he pitched for the World Baseball Classic. And if you're managing the innings of Shohei Ohtani in the most crucial time, that will deflate the team more than just being a pitcher, right? He's a two-way guy. If you are taking away his innings, maybe you're also taking away at-bats. Maybe that doesn't sit well. I don't, I'm not sure, but there's a lot of uncertainty there, and that's why the uncertainty threw me off of this Angels team. I go on to the Houston Astros. I don't have them winning the division. I think that you cannot look at this team and tell me year after year after year that Justin Verlander is basically a god that walks on water, and then he leaves and you tell me, oh, they're not going to have any problem replacing him. I know that your your court is really good, and I know that you grabbed uh, Jose Abreu, but Jose Altuve is out for a a little while after getting hurt in the World Baseball Classic. You absolutely lost Justin Verlander off of this team. You've got to take a step back. I do not think Houston is an organization that has MVP candidate in in, uh, Tucker and an MVP candidate in Alvarez. I don't think the Houston Astros— are an organization that is going to take a large step back. I don't think they're not going to make the playoffs. I don't think they're a third or a fourth place team. But I think that their losses and what they have lost on their team is just enough to make me... Have the Seattle Mariners leapfrog them. Seattle is the team that I'm taking to leapfrog them. I like their pitching staff. I like Luis Castillo there for a full year. I like him as an ace. I think he is a true ace. As a matter of fact, my partner Tim actually picked him to win the Cy Young, and a lot of people are. I think Robbie Ray is a true number two. I like everything that you have in George Kirby and the young kids there and Gilbert. They have the makings of a spectacular staff. Then you go to the bullpen phenomenal. Munez, one of the most underrated guys in the league. I think he can be the best closer in in baseball right there with Class A if he can take over that role. I know they like to keep him in the swing man. If not, hey, Seawald's really good. But they also have other players there in the bullpen. Really good pitching, really good starters, and deep starters. Really good bullpen. Now let's get to the hitting. Well, this is the big problem. They don't have that guy outside of J-Rod. By the way, J-Rod is my pick to win the MVP. You get him at about 12-1 to odds. He's my pick to win the MVP because he's going to have to carry this offense, which is a little concern. But I do think Cal Raleigh has an opportunity to hit 30 home runs at that catcher spot. I think J.P. Crawford is a solid player that could get a little bit better. They need one more kind of big bash or big bat, somebody to step up, somebody to be that guy. But they have the minor league system to go get it if they wanted to go get it. I don't know if they're going to need to, though. They're going to win with pitching, and they're going to lean on the backs of Julio Rodriguez and maybe a Cal Raleigh to really pick up this offense and and run with it. I like Seattle because I love to watch that pitching staff and that bullpen. So that's in the American League. Coming out of all of this mess, I wanted to say the Yankees would take on Toronto to go to the World Series, but I'm going to say the Yankees take on Seattle just the way the seeding works out, even though I think Toronto's the second best team in the, in the American League. I have the Yankees to take on Seattle, and I have the Yankees winning. I have the Yankees going to the World Series, not necessarily because of the team that is in front of them now, although I do like it. No, because I expect... Brian Cashman to go and dip into the younger guys. I expect them to play a pivotal role. Cabrera and Volpe are already up. I expect Clark Schmidt to play a role. And then I expect Peraza to come up and play a role. And if those guys do not play the pivotal role that I believe, that means it's time for Cashman to make a move, and I think he will make that move. I think that people are underappreciating how good and how devastating Garrett Cole and Rodon are 1-2. And if you get a healthy Severino, even if he's uh, only giving you 20 starts a year, That one, two, three combination is awesome. Nestor Cortez was an all star last year. Now you go one, two, three, four. They also go deep because they have Schmidt, they have German, yet I still think that they make a move. I have the Yankees going. Like I said, I have J Rod winning the MVP. Rookie of the year. I, look, I, I gave it out. 25 to 1 odds. I took a shot on Anthony Volpe. He's down to plus 650. There's no value on him anymore. Gunnar Henderson is probably going to win the award, guys. As far as Cy Young, I think it's Garrett Cole's time. He should have won it two years ago. Last year he had a little step back, and it was still a phenomenal, ridiculous year. I think he's finally still gonna get there. I think he gets to 20 year wins this year, and I think he's going to the few guys to get to 20 wins this year. Maybe leads the league in strikeouts, and it's gonna be one of those undeniable, you're almost gonna have to give him the MVP. All right, guys, let's talk a little National League here. We're going to start in the NL East. Bottom of the barrel is the Washington Nationals. I don't think anybody's going to really argue hard against that. A couple of players I do like. I think Calinando is in a good spot uh, you know, you could get some decent numbers from him. I haven't seen much on the betting side. I, I think that they have some interesting pieces in Finnegan and Mackenzie Gore if he comes up, if Robert Hassel or would eventually get there. But a lot of it is hopes and dreams. I think Washington is in for a bad situation. I mean, you just have to look at opening day where they are, uh, you know, plus 200 or plus 210 or so against Atlanta with Patrick Corbin starting game one. Six one three ERA for Patrick Corbin last year. He's starting game one opening day. Ouch. I mean, all kinds of ouch. Miami could be interesting uh, because they are always that team that has a lot of talent. Jazz Chisholm's moving to the outfield, but he's still a dynamic player. You still have Sandy Alcantara as your ace. The bullpen is weirdly effective looking at it on paper, and then you go to the team itself. Look, I think that they're going to have a little bit of trouble hitting like they seemingly always do. Uh, It's going to be led by their pitching, but if they could get explosive Players And they have a lot of these guys that can make just craziness on the base pass with the new rules with a Chisholm and a Segura and, and a Joey Wendell type. They can absolutely turn some heads. I, I like the addition of Luis Arras. I, I think that they can be a sneaky team, but not in this division anything more than where they are. You go on and you move on, and I think Philly is a third-place team. Yeah, look, I told you last year, Philly was that team that I was keeping my eye on. Philly was that team that I thought would get hot and go to the World Series. Why? I liked Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler as a dominant one-two. I do like the addition of Taiwan Walker. Their bullpen's a mess, though. I, it just is. You lose Bard. I, I mean, I, I mean, uh, Brad Hand, and you. Look at this, and people go, oh, yeah, that's not a big loss. It is a big loss. Kimbrell, I'm not sure what I'm getting from him. It's an undecided bullpen. Acevedo is there, and uh, Dominguez should probably be the closer, but he's not the closer. I mean, you lose guys, and you replace them with lesser talent. I I don't like that. Now, you also look at Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper's going to probably come back in June. He's going to be a spark plug to this team, but you lose Reese Hoskins. That's a problem. I don't know how much Alex Boehm is going to grow up. Same thing with Bryson Stott, so... While Trey Turner is a tremendous addition to this team, and they could be dangerous when they get to the playoffs, I think that where you're looking at it, Philly's going to have a hard time on the regular season, the consistency level. That leads me to my number two team. My number two team is the New York Mets when you're speaking about consistency. If you are going with the New York Mets, understand what you're doing. You are rolling the dice with a team with two 40-plus year old starters and hoping for the best. You are also rolling the dice with a team that's bullpen looks way worse than it did last year. Not only the Edwin Diaz injury, but they lost some key, key bullpen guys, a swingman like Trevor Williams to including in all of them. I like David Robertson. I like Otavino, but they are not what they once had. So, their bullpen is a problem. Their hitting has always been behind the eight ball, and they didn't do anything to address the hitting this year. They tried with Carlos Correa, but they didn't do anything with hitting. I don't love... The idea that this team just really has one bopper and then a bunch of secondary players, not enough to win a division against the surging, incredible lineup of the Atlanta Braves that I could argue might be the best lineup in baseball. Look, we could talk about Max Fried all we want. We could talk about their bullpen, which I think is fine. I mean, the Iglesias injury hurts you, but I love the Minter uh, situation. And Atlanta just churns out bullpen, guys. I don't think Spencer Strider is going to be as good as he was last year. I don't think Kyle Wright's going to be as good as he was last year. But the pitch, you can take a little step back because this hitting is absolutely incredible. Position by position by position by position. They got better at catcher. They have an MVP candidate uh, and with Olsen at first base. Maybe, maybe an MVP candidate at second base. You look at third base. Oh, yeah, Austin Riley, he's an MVP candidate. Maybe even my choice to win it all. Ronald Acuna has a full year. He's an MVP candidate. I mean, I'm saying MVP all over the field. I think they could potentially have the best offense in baseball. I don't like that they lost Dansby Swanson, but I think they have enough to make up for it. So I have the Atlanta Braves winning the NL East on the backs of, weirdly, we've always talked about the Braves and pitching for decades. I have the Atlanta Braves winning this division on the backs of their tremendous hitting in this division. Now, I also, by the way, would love to take Austin Riley to win my MVP, but I think that Olsen and Acuna are going to take away some votes from him, and at 15-1 to or 16-1, to it's just not enough for me to go completely in. Now, let's move on to the NL Central. Much like the AL Central, the NL Central is kind of a quick study here. You have three teams um, that might be going for it, two teams that clearly have given up. And let's be honest, really, one team that actually has a shot at, at, at anything special this year. Let's go over it. Look, bottom of the barrel. You assume I'm going to say the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Pittsburgh Pirates are basically a 100-loss team almost every year. I actually think that they go over their win total this year, which you can get at like 64 in some spots. I I don't think that the Pirates are contending this year at all. I don't think that the Pirates are even looking at 500 this year. But I think that there can be some excitement in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I might be the only person, but I like their closer. I actually don't mind their entire bullpen, to be honest with you. I think they have a bunch of fours on their team, but they do have some young guys, Luis Ortiz being one of them. That can come up and help them. I like Brian Reynolds, uh, who who doesn't, by the way, unless they trade him. I like uh, the fact that they have a young catcher coming up, or, or a few of them. I, I do like a few pieces. I like McCutcheon's return. I think that that could enter- energize him. I think Alvarez at third base is a budding, real, all-star potential player. So I look at Pittsburgh and I go, yeah, you're going to be the worst team or second-to-worst team in the league, but I, I don't think that you're going to be the 100 lost team again. Cincinnati, you might be. Now, Cincinnati has Lodalo and Green, so that gives them a little bit of hope, but I don't like anything in their bullpen. No, and I don't even like Diaz. I don't like anything in their bullpen. Their hitting is all over sporadic and uh, weird, and, uh, you know, it just doesn't gel. you got a lot of guys that might want to run. A lot of guys that are not going to take bases to allow them to run. The Reds, to me, are the worst team in this division, and the Pirates are just above them. Then we get into the top three teams, and I think that the Chicago Cubs can go 500 this year. And I think with a tinkering move here or there, maybe they push for a wild card. I do believe that people are underrating the Cubs. I like the moves that they made. I think Cody Bellinger was a really smart move. I think Danzi B. Swanson certainly adds to this team. There are players on this team I like. I love the fact of adding Fulmer and Boxberger to really secure the back end of that bullpen. Yeah, that makes sense. And a guy like Wisniewski could come up and steal that spot in their fifth spot and really be kind of that stabilizing force and somebody to look forward to. I think Cubs are better than people give them credit for. And I think Milwaukee, a team that I've been on for three years— is a little bit worse than people are giving them a lot of credit for. Look, the Corbin Burns situation is broken. He's angry. It's an, He's annoyed. It doesn't look good. Devin Williams is supposed to be setting up for Josh Hader to be just the tremendous one-two punch. Instead, it's now by Michael Bush setting up for a first-time closer for the full year in Devin Williams. I don't like that. So I think the bullpen took a step back. Freddy Peralta coming off an injury. Ashby's banged up. I don't love their starting rotation after the obvious one-two punch. And their hitting is still going to be a problem. Willie Adamas, fantastic. Rowdy Tellez, I expect. By the way, Rowdy Tellez and Willie Adamas to hit uh, over their home run turtle, total was, is either 20, depending on where you're looking, 26, 27, or 25, 26 and a half. I like them to both crush. I think both of them hit close to 30 home runs. I like it. But people are still expecting Christian Yelich to come back and be that guy, and he's Not that guy. I think they have some young pieces, some young players. Not all as bleak in Milwaukee, but it might be when they trade Burns or Woodruff or both in midseason, which I do expect. So I have a hesitancy to put them really in any kind of competition. That means it's the St. Louis Cardinals all the way. I don't love their pitching. Flaherty is a reclamation project, hoping that he stays healthy. You look at, at Adam Wainwright. He's already banged up. You're hoping that he could get one more year healthy in there. But they're very, very deep. It's a smart organization. They have a tremendous, tremendous amount of relief pitching and their hitting is just off the charts with Goldschmidt and Arenado, You already have the base, but you add a kid like Walker and you have Newtbar and you have have uh, Carlson and I mean the list goes on and on with this team uh the the Donovan and the Edmund. The St. Louis Cardinals are another team sort of like the Atlanta Braves that it seems like we've been talking about this team for 20 years being led on a great pitching staff. And I look at their hitting, and I say, I think it's their hitting that is going to take them to the next level and at least win this division. Finally, we get to the NL West, and in the NL West, uh, it seems like it seems like it's two teams and everyone else. But let's go over it, right? Bottom of the barrel is going to be the Colorado Rockies. This team, they they may lose 100 games. I actually think Jermaine Marquez is a good pitcher, uh, but Colorado kind of gets into his head. I don't expect Daniel Bard to have the same kind of year that he did last year. So that bullpen worries me. The back end of that rotation worries me. Their hitting worries me, and the, you know you look at this hitting and you always expect it to be okay, but you're getting made and contributing from. And over the hill, Charlie Blackman, CJ Cron, you're hoping is okay. Ryan McMahon might be all right. Outside of that, there it it it's really gotten into be a bad spot in Colorado, especially when you look at their minor league system and they have a couple of guys. I mean, Zach Beans, okay. I don't like a lot to bet on here. I don't like a lot overall. I do think though that Colorado will be better in March and April. I saw their March and April wins total come out. Uh, Circus Sports put that out. March and April wins total is like basically where the Pittsburgh's is. Look, the course effect doesn't really take place until the summer, so they might be not so horrible early on. You can make some money on them early, but once that June, July, August comes around, expect it to really turn bad for the Colorado Rockies. Above them, San Francisco, I'm not buying in. Look, I like Logan Webb. Outside of that, I'm not completely buying in. Ross Stripling can't stay healthy for a full year. They sent out Kyle Harrison, who I think can come up and be something important, but not right now. Joey Bart is behind the eight ball. He doesn't look great. They're talking about Yastrzemski maybe being a platoon situation. I don't like what San Francisco's throwing out on the field offensively, defensively. You know they're a decent team. Uh, starting pitching wise, it's okay, I guess. The bullpen. I like the Rogers brothers and I like Doval, but can you win with just a bullpen? Look, not in this division, you can't. If they were in the Central, I'd say maybe they could push for 500, but not in this division. Because I do think Arizona is a potential wild card team. I like what the Arizona Diamondbacks are. They are young, they're exciting, they're going to steal a lot of bases. I do think Corbin Carroll, I just mentioned him as Rookie of the Year, I think he wins Rookie of the Year. He is a fast, exciting type of player, and that's what they have all over the field. From Rojas to him, they are going to run, they are going to, to create not Just absolute chaos on the base pass. I like that. And then you look at Zach Allen. He's a sure ace. Yeah, absolutely. I know they don't have the depth of the starting rotation, but I like the young kids to give them a little bit of extra innings there. And you go to the bullpen. Underrated. I like Chafin. I like Mantiply. I like some of the additions that this Arizona team made. Uh, Again, I'm not telling you they're going to compete for the division, but can they compete for 500 and potentially a wild card? I think they're right there when you're talking about it. Second-place team, I have the L.A. Dodgers as a second-place team. I'm sorry you can't lose the kind of talent that they did and expect them to have the dominance that they've had, not when you're being chased by the San Diego Padres. I worry about Kershaw's health, although when he's in there, he's going to be great. A guy like Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts, they can carry a lot of games, and they're going to win a lot of games, but they did lose a lot. They lost to Justin Turner. Yeah, maybe you won't miss his numbers specifically, but I think you're going to miss the guy that Justin Turner was. I think you're certainly going to miss a Trey Turner massively, numbers-wise and player-wise. I think that you're missing a lot of pieces when you're starting a James Outman in the outfield and hoping for the best. When you're starting a Vargas, who I think can be very good and hoping for the best. Um, Urias and Kershaw... And that rotation, yes, very solid. I worry about the bullpen. Hudson's banged up. I don't know if I believe in Phillips completely yet. Vezia, hey, he's got a lot of potential. Same with Greater All, but both of them have had up and down. Vezia actually looked better. Greater All, not exactly the guy. So, don't love the bullpen. I think it's downgraded. I think the lineup is downgraded, which means the team is a little downgraded. And when you're going up against the Padres, who will win this division and they did everything to improve, I think you're up against it. Juan Soto, I expect to win the MVP. I think he comes back with a vengeance. And I don't even care about Fernando Tatis. I like these other players. I like Kim. I like Cronensworth. I love the addition of Bogarts, who's a professional hitter. You don't have to be superstar guys that put up 40 home runs every year. No, Bargo, Bogarts is going to hit 300. worth is going to be that player. Kim's going to be that important player. I like those players, and I really like this this bullpen. Besides just Hater, the Suarez addition, what he became last year is important. Yes, their starting pitching might not be as good as some other teams, but it's consistent. It's solid. You're going to get innings out of Musgrove. You're going to get innings out of Darvish. I do like that. So I have San Diego winning this division. Overall, look, I don't really believe St. Louis is a real contender. You can't really count out the Dodgers. I don't believe in the Mets because of their injuries. I don't believe in Philadelphia because of what's happened in the offseason for them. So I have Atlanta against San Diego, and I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm taking the San Diego Padres against the New York Yankees in the World Series. Guys. I have the New York Yankees winning the World Series and Corbin Burns playing a big role. Yeah, I do believe that the New York Yankees are able to land Corbin Burns. I think he's the difference maker. And when you have a Cole Rodon, Severino, and Nestor Cortez, maybe you don't need him, but if they get him, I think it puts them all over the top. And I really believe that the Yankees do make a huge move. I like the kid movement there. I think the Yankees are your champions. As far as a betting perspective, Just uh, understand, this year, I think steals are going to be vastly, vastly underrated. I don't think people are going to realize how giant the jump up in steals is going to be. Does that create more runs? According to minor league numbers, it's about a half a run more a game. Not really a huge difference. But against certain pitchers, you're going to watch them run on more. Against certain catchers, that's your betting strategy for this year. Watch the running from, pitchers, uh, from the, the stolen bases and watch the pitchers and catchers. It'll be an angle to watch this year. So that's going to do it for me, guys. That is our baseball preview. Fast run through it. Man, a lot of nuggets of information there. I hope you guys picked up on quite a few little tidbits that you could go out there and make some money. That's going to do it for me, guys. Believe in betting. Make sure you check in next week. And I'm going to put up a special Believe in Betting Final Four edition next couple of days. Have a good day, everybody.